You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back. And we are back, and you are actually back from your vacation over there in Connecticut where you uh, played some... You played some poker at a different place. Yeah, I actually went and played at Mohegan Sun. I thought I was going to play at both Mohegan Sun and Foxwoods, but I ended up playing at Mohegan Suns twice. Oh, I wish you would have done Foxwoods just because I've always heard of Foxwoods and all that. But Mohegan Sun, I would still want the, uh, like a perspective on how it is to play anywhere outside of Texas, really. Well, it was pretty cool because when I went there, they've actually moved the poker room since I've been there last. But last time I was there was seven years ago. So apparently they've moved. This is the third time they moved it since I've been there. Seems about right for for casinos. Uh, So here is a question I have. Like, we, you know, we always watch these vlogs and like casinos, like, I mean, some of them look so shitty and some of them look so nice. Which, which is this kind of scale towards? Oh, Mohegan Sun's definitely on the nice side. Okay, I was. I mean, because I always get like such a different perspective depending on where we're at, where what we're looking at. But are you talking about the poker room by itself or just the casino? Well, I figured they would eat. They would kind of blend into each other. But I guess I was thinking about the casino. If I had to. Well, this is, so the casino is very nice. The poker room I would kind of describe as just a giant open area. I mean, it's nice, but it's just it's just a very big open area, so there's plenty of room to walk around, and it's really nice because they have a ton of people, like when they call your name because the lists are huge, but they move pretty quick, but they have walkie-talkies, and someone flags you down and walks you to this table. That's really nice. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so there's, so whenever you don't know where to go, someone just waves instantly, and then you know exactly where to go. Okay, that's, uh, it sounds like a pretty well-run poker room, I will say. <laughs> And um, so here were some of the interesting experiences I had, too, when I was playing. So I went and played in the 2-5 game, right? And you know how whenever we play in Texas, you'd just put money on the table and then they would give you the chips that next hand? Right. So I couldn't hear the dealer, so I ended up looking like the biggest noob ever, right? So I put, I think I added on for like 700 or something. And um, yeah, foreshadowing, never great. But um, <laughs> but no, this is coming from the one three or one two. They had one two and two five. There was no one three. It's kind of interesting. But um, oh, I had three sessions, man. I was thinking it seemed like you played more than two sessions. I I, I was thinking that when I was when you said that, but I I couldn't be certain. But it seemed like you were there quite a bit for it to only be two sessions. Yeah, no, I definitely thinking back on it, I I can tell you about me storming out. So um. <laughs> oh, that should be interesting. <laughs> but in the two five, this was this is one thing that I found interesting though. So I put the money on the table and I had like let's just say five hundred twenty five, right? I couldn't hear the dealer, but what he said was, cash plays at the 2-5 game. Oh, okay. Like the hundreds play. Right. I didn't hear him, so I just kept handing him the hundreds to give me chips. <laughs> well, I mean, in all honesty, I, I mean, I don't want to sit there with a with $100 bills and use that the entire time. So I, I, I still think it would be the normal thing, even even if cash does play. I mean, most of the times I've seen like people have chips, but they just have cash 
for like a gigantic pot or something. Well, there's one hand that might be next episode we end up talking about it, but where I raised, but you know, I had about 300 in chips, but I had 700 in hundreds behind. Oh, okay. So that definitely added kind of a different um, element to it. Okay. And I saw, you know, that kind of happened a few times because you don't have to spread the hundreds out, which is kind of weird. I mean, I guess I don't know how you would. It's just kind of weird to me whenever the hundreds play because you, it's hard to tell how many hundreds anyone has. That is very true. I guess that would be one reason, like, you wouldn't want cash playing is just because of that reasoning is, like, I mean, well, you could just easily hide, like, a bill in, like, I mean, I don't know. It, it seems like that could be used to angle quite a bit if somebody really wanted to. Or what happened to me is, you know, I added on five or six hundred in the middle, not in the middle of a hand, but, you know, in the session. Mm-hmm. But to everyone else who didn't see it, I mean, the dealer saw, but they, he never announced anything or anything. They just let me just put it on, put it on the table and play. So that's kind of weird. I would think, I wonder if that's a mess up by the dealer. Cause it seems like that's something that should be announced, right? I would think so. But I mean, I, everyone saw me take my, well, not everyone, but the dealer saw me take my wallet out and put cash right in there. So hmm. I just I mean, thought that was interesting. I mean, it's like, it's interesting down that I will say this, whenever the Vegas casinos that did that, that did have cash, I don't know how that many of them do anymore. I think maybe Golden Nugget cash plays. I know Venetian used to, but I always thought it was really cool when you could just have like cash that, you know, just played like that. So I always thought it added like a cool factor, but there is, seems like it would be a kind of problems as well. I could see why they wouldn't do it as well. I've always thought it was would be cool to play with cash. I'm sure I've done it before, but... You know, you watch high stakes poker and they all have the bricks of cash and stuff, right? Yeah. It feels kind of lame whenever you just have <laughs> four $100 bills and that's they have fair. to break the change. <laughs> I'm just like, well. That's that's fair, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's the thought of it's cool, but I mean, I don't it, Okay, so is it, it's just hundreds that play or? Correct, just hundreds. Huh. But it's a 2 5 game. You can only have so many hundreds and. I don't know. It. I thought it would be a lot cooler than in practice. I was kind of like, this is a little lame. It'd be a little bit cooler just to have black chips, I think. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of me shuffling all these papers around. <laughs> and they're like, how much do you have behind? I'm like, I don't even know, man. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed some shit out of my wallet. And I'm this like, I'm just at. putting hundreds on here every time I lose. <laughs> I mean, I will say I like that it's that easy to add on. I mean, just the fact that you throw money out there and it's already there. I mean, I know in... Our Texas poker rooms, they it's not like it's hard. They just you put the money there and they call for brush and all that. But it is kind of nice just immediately having it right then and there. Absolutely. But I just thought that was you know kind of showing my new my newness to the uh, casino there. It kind of well, I mean, it's almost like it kind of helps you out though because I mean, it makes you look way newer than you are. Yeah, I mean, people are playing with us pretty good. <laughs> A lot of really good players in that two five game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The 1-2 game was good, though. I could hold my own in the lowest stakes available. I mean, look at you go. <laughs> I knew we didn't do this for nothing. <laughs> um, so I have a few interesting hands for you. Some hands of note, as I guess they would say. These hands are going to sound a little weird without some context behind them. Okay. So let me kind of... So before this, I've been kind of battling back and forth. This one player has been kind of steaming the whole time, right? Okay. Um, 
I had a few times where I had nice over bets and he really got, I mean, he got angry enough to where he had to storm off and run around for a bit. Hmm. So whenever I see that, I'm going to do it again and again. <laughs> so, okay. So here we go. Um, I didn't put my position. Well, it'll make sense in a second. So I have ace king. The guy to my right opens to 25. I three bet him to 75. Okay. I like this. Seems standard. And then somebody flat calls behind me. That's always a weird spot. And the original razor folds. Okay, so a player bets twenty five. You and you you must be playing two five for this yes, to be a race. Yes. Okay, uh, you make it seven. You three bet to seventy five. A very standard three bet. Uh, and then a player cold calls. And the what about the original razor? Um, he folds. He folds. Okay. So this is already kind of a weird spot. Um, the flop comes. Ace, queen, five with two spades. How much are you betting here? You're gonna you're gonna hate how much I bet, but all right. Do you remember if you were in position or out of position here? Uh, let me see. Oh, you did ask me that. I was. You said you didn't put your position, but I would just like in for this hand, like if you were in or out on this one. Believe I was out of position. Okay, so out of position in a three bet pot, your standard bet sizing should be around fifty percent. Uh, and considering this is a board that I don't think this is a board that favors you a lot, I think I'm gonna like fifty percent or lower. Yeah, actually, I, I kind of like 50% here. I'd, I'd go about 50% pot. Mm, I overbet pot. I bet 200. You can just write about pot, Don't, but... Okay, uh, so 200... Well, okay, so 75, 150, so it's... And then 175. Okay, so you overbet pot by a little bit, so just... Uh, okay, give me your reasoning, because I don't just, get it. Just to piss them off. I mean, I don't, you're, you're right. I don't like this bet size that much. I think it should be 50%. Mostly because you're block. He ha, most of his hands have so little equity here, and you're blocking a lot of what he could have on a f not a super draw heavy board. Uh, but I'm guessing he calls if you if this hands in the uh, deal. Uh, he does not call. He storms off cussing and runs away. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. But and then you know what was even worse is then um, he comes back and then punts away his whole stack from the steam, so he loses like another thousand. Okay. Adds on another thousand. Then this hand happens right after it. Okay. So I was kind of like, dang, that's pretty unfortunate, you know? Um, <laughs> what's it called? He uh, tilt. He kind of tilted off, but to the wrong person, you know. Oh, yeah. I well, really... I mean, it's usually, I mean, shit, if there's nine people at a poker table, guess what? There's seven. I mean, you're not very likely to be the catch, be on the receiving end of that. Uh, Well, usually. You're hoping you are, but usually you're not. Right, because I've been doing that to him before, and he had called off a hand before. But, and then this one gets super interesting. Okay. So this guy comes back steaming. I mean, just 
so mad, cussing everything, the whole thing, right? Okay. I'm in the big blind, and I have six eight offsuit. Folds all around. He's on the button. He tries to make it twenty five, but doesn't announce it. He throws a chip in, and the dealer says, "No, that's just a call." The small blind just completes the five, and I check. I flop nut straight. Oh wow, this is amazing. Um, he bets thirty on the flop. I only call. Wait, he's on the button, so it checks to him. Yes, and he checks bets thirty. Him. Okay. Um, I call, and the other guy calls. This is a gigantic bet in this pot, right? Correct. Okay, so it's like fifteen in the pot. Yeah. And then he bets thirty. Correct. God damn! In these small blind calls. Correct. And we're sitting here with the nuts. Did you think about raising here? I thought about it, but I was, you know, what do they say? Laying the sticks, putting the brush down, you know, setting my trap. I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. I definitely, I, I definitely think uh, raising should be a thought, but I don't hate this at all. Uh, okay, so what happens next? The turn is a king. That's a beautiful turn for you. Checks to him. He bets sixty-five. Okay, so he bets sixty-five. Uh, what does a small blind do? Um, he folds. So how much are you raising it to here? Because now this just hit him. He tried to raise early pre-flop. He didn't. I'm thinking this, this is going to be a pretty small raise here for me. Uh, so I mean, so I mean, the then the reasoning being is like the stronger the stronger your range is here, the lower your raise. Because, I mean, it's going to be just so... I mean, you're most of the time, when you're betting this, it's going to have more value than fold, uh, value than bluffs. Uh, I'm probably... If he makes it 65, I'm probably raising it to... 35, maybe like 150? Yeah, see, I just... Because he was so mad about the $200 bet, I made it 200 again. Okay, I mean, I don't hate it i mean like i would prefer smaller raise but i don't hate it either yeah and then he loses his mind completely just i mean just starts cussing at the dealer i mean i'm worried i might get punched at this point right <laughs> god if only if only wishes could, <laughs> if only my wishes could come true here <laughs> but here's here's where you kind of get to see the difference between the one two players and the two five players okay he folds a king face up and then takes his chips and goes home. Yeah, that's a good fold. Definitely a, gr a good fold for him right there. I, I mean, I, like, I mean, that's a very tough, I mean, I mean, your raise shows a tremendous strength, but I mean, you know, like you say, the 1-3 players, they're stacking off with top bear, especially when they turn it. Oh, 100%. And this guy, I mean, had been blasting off bluffing i mean every hand i'd seen he'd been bluffing i mean just had been dumping money i thought for sure he's i'm doubling up here i mean this guy was off i mean lost his mind yeah i mean everyone at the table was talking about it, the dealers were talking about it i mean he apparently i guess that's just i don't want to say his thing but definitely not out of the norm for him okay well i mean we all know players like that but yeah he actually he makes the fold good fold for him 
definitely a really good fold, especially for like for someone like you where you've been over betting and it seems like could be blood. I mean, you because it's got to be going through your mind all the time. Like you can't have it every time. Oh, I mean, which is what you're counting on with that big bet. A hundred percent. Which I don't mind the big bet exploit. I mean, like I say, there's a time to do it exploitatively, and that's probably a pretty good time to do it exploitatively. Uh, like I say, I think I like a smaller raise and then call inflate the pot and then really just hammer it home on the river. But I mean, I I can see your reasoning for your the size you chose. Yeah, like I said, I mean. I just was hoping he was going to be all in his emotions and just punt it away, but I was wrong. But now here's, I mean, maybe one of the most interesting hands of the whole trip, really. Okay. So I'm in the small blind with aces. Um, let's see. <laughs> this is not the right hand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, wait a second. Okay. Well, it's still interesting, but it's not uh, the hand I was hoping for. But um, I'm in the small blind with aces. I make it 27. I get two callers. The flop comes 7, 7, 10. I bet 35. I get one caller. The turn is an ace. So I have aces full of sevens. I check. He bets 50. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I guess once you check and he bets... Uh, I think I like a raise here. Because, okay, let's say... It's going to look like you hit an ace when you raise. I mean, it's definitely not putting you on a full boat. You don't have that many sevens. So, I mean, if he has a seven, you can get, you're basically getting all the money. I mean, you're basically going to get all the money. I think I like a raise. I make it 125. I like your sizing here, too. He calls instantly. The river is a queen. How much are you betting here? So I think my normal would be two thirds pot. Is there any reason to? But when you raise there and he calls, I'm thinking he has a seven here all day. Uh, this might be a good time to overbet. That's what I was thinking. I mean, I th- I probably am going more towards standard, maybe a little over two thirds, maybe around like seventy five, eighty percent. But if you overbet here, I definitely can see your reasoning here. I bet four hundred. What was the pot, you think? Let's see. I mean, 27. So let's call it 33.69. Over some limpers. So we'll call it 100 in there. Make it 35. So it's 40. So that's 140 ish. 50. So that's 140. It's 240. 340. Oh, well. <laughs> I don't even over bet pot. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, this yeah. pot's going to be pretty big. I don't think it's. It's it, like I was. Just, I, was, I was making like I was trying to pin it down on how big of an overbet it was. It was just under pot. Oh, okay. <laughs> by about fifty bucks. Well, shit. Then you're basically betting exactly what I said. Then. Well, it felt like a lot. I haven't played two five in a while. It felt like a big bet. <laughs> Turns out it wasn't a big bet, but 
<laughs> it felt like a big bet in the moment. It's a lot of money I made. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot in my one-two game. Yeah. But um, so here's something interesting. So he's tanking forever, right? And he thinks that I'm betting him off of a chop here. He hit the ace. So he would have two pair aces and sevens with a queen kicker. I mean, unless you have exactly ace queen, this is a, I mean, very weird for this to be betting off of a chop. I mean, well, no, 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 but any, any lesser aces would all be chopping with him. So he must have ace jack, ace 10, something like queen that. queen should play. No, 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 no. So we both have an eight pair of aces and the board is paired. So it's ace, ace, seven, seven, and the queen is the kicker. Yeah, so it's queen place. Not his queen, but the board, the queen on the river place. Oh, the board's a queen. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were saying he had ace queen. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, no, no, no. He only showed an ace, and he uh, said, uh, "I think you're trying to bet me off of a chop here." I mean, does not the. It's kind of a it's kind of a legitimate thought here, right? I mean, I I don't think this is all kind of crazy thought. I mean, it's I mean it's kind of light for how this hand has gone. But that being said, I mean, what do you really have here? I mean, you don't have that many sevens here. I mean, could you have? But I mean, you could have like ace king. I mean, I, here's the thing: is I don't I'm not sure ace king would. Yeah, this would be super risky with ace king here. Yeah, it's ace jack. I don't know. Actually, the more I think about it, the more I really hate that line of thinking. Because I just don't know that an ace is going to fire this much into a pot like this. I mean, just why? I mean, you're you're getting called by usually way way better. I would just thought it was interesting. I thought he had a seven here for sure, and I thought he was snap calling that 400. He folds an ace face up. We got to get your bets a little smaller because that's that's twice that somebody's kind of gotten away from a monster hand with those bet sizes. Well, I mean, I like I said, I thought he um, had a seven all day whenever he calls that raise for that size. Uh, I definitely thought it's a possibility. I mean, definitely. I mean, I was leaning more towards seven than an ace, especially considering you have pocket aces. Yeah. So, but yeah, no on on this exact hand, I do kind of like that because he is more likely to have a seven there somehow, some way. I mean, I definitely thought so, but um, let's see. Well, that was actually about it for that session. Let me see. Uh, it sounds like a pretty good session. I mean, it was mostly all winning hands, so tell me that you got a profit for that session. I did. I okay. Did. Um, I think I won a little bit over 500. That's nice. That's a, a nice way to start that, that uh, poker trip. Let me tell you about the first session. Um, the one-two session that I played before this one. This one was the one I had the better notes on. Okay. Because this next one is pretty interesting. I mean, there's really only two hands a note. Okay. Um, I'm playing one-two. I buy him for 300. Didn't realize that that's the table maximum. You know, there's people there with over 1,000 in front of them. You know, so one guy almost had 2,000. Um, Damn. I end up in a situation where I three bet kings, get four bet or get called four bet. Just all the money goes in, right? Three okay. way all in. I have pocket kings versus queens versus ace jack of spades. I get a triple up. 
fucking like that ace jack of spades, it seems like, in a four-bet pot. Yeah. Uh, very, very nice, though. He had, like, $200, and he was already in for, like, um, 80 or something. Uh, okay. It was makes, something that like that. That makes way more sense. Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Um, so I, I have a, I'm sitting on a giant stack, right? Okay. Um, you have the typical casino rag guys who are just crying and crying every time they lose a hand. Um, then I'm up quite a bit um, after that hand. And then I get pocket eights and the flop comes 10, 8, 10, 8, deuce. Um, me and this guy end up getting all the money in on the flop. He has pocket tens. I have pocket eights. I end up losing $75 on the session after being up so much. It's pretty hurtful. Pretty hurtful, but I mean, I tell you what, On there, I mean, the other way to look at it is a session where you get set over set and you're only down $75 is not the worst. Right, but here's, here's what led to my storm off is, um, so everyone there has way over $300 in front of them. Okay. So I try adding on $300 on top of my like $200 stack, get the chips from the cage, come back because cash and play, I put it on the table. The deep stack on the table says, oh, no, you can't add on that much. You can only put it to 300 You know, dealer saw. He didn't say anything. No one else said anything, you know. Right. And then all the um, the guy, too, that I was on his left did not want me adding on any money. So I just said, well, I guess I'll leave then. So I just left. Well, I was kind of annoyed. That was kind of an annoying situation. But, I mean, I guess those are the rules, right? But still, found it annoying. I mean, I don't know. If those are the rules, and uh, I, don't, I don't. Well, no, no. I'm saying I find that rule annoying. Oh, the rule itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. I can agree with that. Because I remember we talked about that um, one episode when you were in Vegas or something, or I was in Vegas. One of us. We we this rule has come back and gotten me. I find that just so annoying. Uh, agreed. I mean, like if it's not matched the stack, I find that just so annoying. Well, I mean, but, okay, I can see the reasoning for it, too. Oh, I would love to hear it, because I can't even imagine. Okay, like, basically, it, from we're going to go from a recreational perspective, because that's, I think, who this rule is for. So, let's say you're a recreational player, and it's $300, and you don't play that often, you just or just getting into it, or something like that, well... Let's say someone makes it a thousand, or like buys in for a thousand, another thousand. Well, now it's kind of the same thing where you're playing short stack. Like how we talk about like in the five in like the five five game. I mean, five hundred is not a hundred big blinds because the raise size are gonna be so big. So I mean, isn't it kind of for the kind of recreational player to keep it to a certain level of there? But aren't I still in the same problem whenever everyone's sitting there with over a thousand and I can only buy them for three hundred and now all the raises everyone's straddling and the game is way bigger and I only have three hundred now? Because now I'm in that situation. Now I'm sitting here playing with what would it be like one hundred and fifty big blinds or whatever. I guess my argument would be there would be they, well I guess they won that money. I mean since they can't put that money since they can't put that money on the table. Oh trust I mean, me, I know. They're looking at the guy whose money it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Now like okay now like from an EV perspective it makes no sense. From a poker player's perspective it makes no sense because at the end of the day you're only playing your stack and if you're worried about that I mean then 
you wait till they make it raise big and they're raising big every hand with lighter hands. You wait till you have a monster and then you shove. No, hundred percent. So from an EV perspective, it ceases to matter and it's I mean, it doesn't matter. I was more like gunning for like kind of the recreational players perspective. Like I mean, yeah, like recreational players if you know, if they want to get so some play for their money, it's kinda of tough. But like you said, like it kind of already did that regardless because everybody's been there. I mean, it just sounds like there's no wrecks in that. Sounds like a shitty game to be in. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the guys, the one-two game, there was definitely a lot of not great players, but they had a lot of money. I mean, the game had been going. I mean, that's the nature whenever you get there at one in the morning or whatever. It's a oh yeah that's true that's kind of the time when like everybody's been playing and built up a stack and all right. that and the, all the ones who you know lost they're already just gone exactly so yeah that's well okay like here's we always say we're really blessed to have like like Texas poker like would you think of the players versus like Texas poker players which ones the one two or the two five let's go one two first. Um, the one two game was very standard to a Texas game. Um, so kind of, so your average is not a great player. Uh, most of it, and then you have like one or two super kind of crazy, stupid players, and then maybe one or two decent players. That's what I would kind of. That's what I would think about like a one two game, like a one two one three game is how I. That's how I feel about it here. You definitely would have the players who are waiting for the two five as well. Uh-huh. So, you know, and then you also have some players who were on down on their luck in the 2-5, so they had, had to go back down to stakes, and they were pretty good, you know. Okay. Um, but, yeah, you definitely had the drunk people. You definitely had. And here's the thing that I normally say when I say, like, versus the casino versus Texas, is it seems like the casino players normally don't have the amount of money that the Texas players have, but all these people seem to have lots of money. Okay. Because I noticed a lot of... Oh, geez, I smacked my own mic. (laughs) 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 Trying to make a point that's not that serious. But uh, (laughs) it seemed like whenever I play in Vegas, like a lot of them would not buy in for like the 300. They might do the 100, 150. It seemed like everyone here had, I mean, like I said before, tons of money. Then when I went to play after, everyone kind of bought in for 300 on my next two five games. And I was waiting to get on it. It's very similar, very similar. Okay, so what about the two five game? Very good players in the two five game. Um, that might be kind of where we're blessed. Is you can play like bigger stakes where it's not. Well, one is our one three is bigger than the average one two one three at a casino, but and then like the bigger stakes, I think it, you can still get some kind of good games. Whereas the casino, it's kind of tougher. Well, and like you heard about my hands, or I'm exploitatively betting giant there. They yeah. just get snap called. I think a lot, a lot of times in Texas, where I don't have to think about it, I can just bet big and people just call, shrug call. That's gonna be. That's gonna happen way more often. hundred um, percent. I mean, especially when a player like I'm, t- like I, I'm not doing a great job expression like how tilted this guy was. Uh-huh. I mean, I would have bet all the money that he just punts off his stack to me there. I mean, it sounded like he was in that mode. I mean, it definitely sounded like it, like it was, especially to someone like you, where you've been over betting a ton, like. Especially because I mean, I've been overbetting him particularly as well. So I like really thought it would get him, but I, I mean, mean, I think it would get me. I mean, I mean, there's a certain point where if somebody keeps doing this, I have to make it. I mean, and I've got the hand. I've got to make a stand at some point. I mean, like they can't have it every time. You're going to have to put someone to the test. So, 
I mean, definitely a great fold by him. Because I, I think, it, like, in my – being in his shoes, I think you probably get a call from me. Oh, I do too. Especially, like, just a few hands apart. Like, I mean, I'm constantly – I mean, it was – it just happened to work out. There was always against the guy who was tilting where I made good hands. Yeah. But it looked really suspicious. Yeah, I love it when that happens because it's happened to me a couple times where it's just like whenever I make a hand, it's against that same person. Uh, and you, you're right. It looks super suspicious. And, cause, and I know it looks suspicious because if I was in that guy's shoes, I would think it's got to, like, at least some of this has got to be bullshit, too. Yeah, but he still made the discipline fold, even in the middle of losing his mind, running around screaming. Yeah. And showing the king. I'm like, God, Well, man. and this, this would say, like, the overbet, like, would also work. Because here's the thing. In, your pers- in that perspective, I would never be bluffing because I think it would be, like, too suspicious for an NA would get a call, which means if I'm never bluffing there, then you should be betting big because you're never bluffing because you think you're getting called light. Yeah, that's true. But I just that was kind of the big difference is that when, like, the players who weren't in the middle of losing their mind were all playing, um, you had, like, maybe two kind of action-y players, um, but everyone else was playing very correct. Like, there was a lot of times where it just fold to the button kind of thing. Which you almost never see in uh, Texas games. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, trust me, I definitely get that. Yeah, and there was, I mean, not more often than not, but it was not uncommon to have it folding to the button. Yeah, that's like kind of like the Vegas thing. Like when it happens there, and like child, I mean, it's like, like, do what do you do in Texas? I'm like, it's not not a thing in Texas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's never folding to the blinds in Texas. I mean. I play, I play so goddamn much poker. I, I see it like five times in six months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's it called? If it folds one time all the way through the next the next hand, someone's betting in the dark blind just because I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but uh, I guess, do you have any hand? I, I, I want to save my next session for um, the next podcast just so I don't pile in all my hands into back to, or just one after another, just listing them off for you. So, okay, so on last Thursday, was it last Thursday? I think so. Uh, I did a live stream. Yeah, I believe it was Thursday. It's a, uh, and I tell you, like, it was a Champions live stream, and I'm loving their live stream. I, I tell you, one I really liked, they had a, such a great commentator. There was a guy I'd never heard of, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I tuned in to watch you play because I was at a wedding that night, and I mean, I was listening to his commentary. I was like, I mean, that guy seemed so good. It was one of the best I've heard. I was really looking at my hands and reviewing them just to see what he said about them. And it looked like he kind of judded for the 510 like later in the stream. I was like so sad because I wanted to see what he like he thought about certain moves. And when I say he was so good, it seemed like his analysis of the hands was so good. It wasn't like he was being overly entertaining. It was like his knowledge was so great. That was kind of more... Oh, well, like, I was talking to somebody, uh, and he's, they're like, he's only 20 years old, and they're like, he plays 5,100. I mean, based on his analysis, I believe it. I mean, 100%, it seemed, it was absolutely. Uh, so, I kind of in a weird spot. So, I got, when I got invited to the uh, live stream, it was 1-3, I was told. Well, I'd asked for the little, uh, button, like, the, the little, uh, cl- the, I guess, what do you call it? The the thing that they click on to, uh, you send people that they click on and it goes to it? A link? Thank you. 
You gotta get a computer. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, so I asked for the link, and it's got like the picture and everything. It says five ten. So I'm like, oh shit, I am not ready for five ten. So I'm calling. I'm calling you. I'm like, hey Tyler, do you want action on this? And then I'm calling you know other friends who sometimes get action on uh, my tournaments. And selling, and then then I get there, and it's one th- like I've, I've sold this action because I'm now bought in for fifteen hundred, and then get there, I have way more chips than everybody else, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, what are the blinds? So like one three, I'm like, oh okay, they're like it's one one two actually, <laughs> so it's which everybody's still buying in for a lot. It's still like eight hundred to a thousand, but nobody, you weren't even allowed. Like I, they they just, I don't think they realized I bought in for that much, and on there. It was, uh, but I was completely uh, just thrown. So we're playing, obviously, extremely deep. <laughs> or as uh, you are. <laughs> I am so deep. I now have, what's it, 500 big blinds? Uh, so someone, it, there's a raise, a call, I think another, uh, I think a raise, a call, comes around to I think the hijack who then three bets it to a hundred comes back to me and I'm in the small blind and I have pocket kings okay so you're saying out of position you like a smaller raise here no out of position I like a bigger raise okay that's here. what I was about to say I was like I always thought I raised bigger out of position and I would be raising bigger here so I make it 250 I'm liking this so which is a pretty big four bet. I mean, for a four bet size. I mean, obviously not a good three bet size, but four bet sizing. I mean, usually it's. Would I usually do like two point two in position and like two point five out of position? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm liking uh, all this. This is what I was thinking. Uh, fold, fold, and then a call. So I mean, I'm like, this is I think my sixth hand into the stream. We're now like starting out with like five hundred and sixty dollar pot or something. Uh, Gonna be a good stream. Yeah. So, get a flop of Jack ten. I think mm, five. Like a blank. Okay. Yeah, Jack ten five. I really like my pre-flop sizing. I did not like my flop sizing. I bet two fifty. I was gonna say a little bit smaller. Yeah, I, I I do not like the sizing at all. Uh, especially considering this flop, I, so it's a, I mean, which I wasn't in love with this flop at all. Like, what do you, because here was my theory. Like I'm blocking ace king. Uh, aces are going to obviously four bet kings and then queens. There's a good chance. I mean, I'm sorry, five bet uh, on there. Uh, queens might five bet. Things that might call me here seems like Jackson tens are. I mean, it definitely seems like a possibility here. Um, I still always say they have Ace King or nothing. No, yeah, <laughs> always, that's what everyone says. They always have Ace King, but um, I'm definitely thinking Queens. I definitely see what you mean though. It's kind of like Jacks. Jackson tens seem like the only thing that. Like you said, out of those hands that would lean toward the calling, not five betting. Yeah, that was kind of well. I definitely thought queens is a possibility, but yeah, especially depending on how deep that guy is, mm-hmm. it might just be correct for him just to go all in at that point, right? How deep? Because if you said some of them were five hundred or eight hundred, 
He was pretty deep. He was pretty damn deep. Okay, never mind then. Okay, yeah. I was just I was just saying because he was shorter. They're definitely uh, going all in over you. But okay. But uh, but yeah, we both agree that this this sizing is a mistake. That this needs to be a smaller sizing. Yeah, I like smaller here. So I would have probably leaned towards like maybe one eighty. I was gonna say one seventy five, but I feel like we're just picking out hairs. Yeah, right? at pulling the, hairs. Yeah, at this at this spot size, it's I mean I mean we're looking at now point two percent off. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I make, but I do make it two fifty, and I do get a call. That's a little worrisome. <laughs> it's it's slightly worrisome. I'm not loving this already. Uh, if I didn't love it before, if there's an ace on the turn. I mean, so, I I mean, I that, obviously uh, check it. I mean, you should have just mucked. <laughs> no, that would have been that would have been funny. I check it. He jams all in. For how much? Uh, a disaster. It was like, amount, a, right? like it was just, like another four seventy or four thirty or something. It was it was four hundred four hundred some change, I think. So not a huge bet into this pot, but I mean it's one of those that I was already a I'm I was already concerned about jacks. I was already concerned about tens. I mean I I tanked a little bit because I was, you know it's kind of weird just to assume he hits an ace here, but ace king ace queen does seem available. And I couldn't think of anything in the world that was just well, I mean, kind of like he turned queens into a bluff. I mean, well, kind of like you said though, he still could be playing tens and jacks like this very easily. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, outside of just a weird stone cold bluff, I mean, just this hits so much of the range that I I end up mucking. He uh, he does have ace king. Oh, okay. Well, that's well. So how big did this pot end up being? Whenever he bet four hundred, uh, the pot was, god damn, it was so big. Right, because it would be five hundred pre-flop, right, and uh, then then you bet four hundred. So that's nine hundred. So he's betting less than half pot here, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. It's a good fold. Like, I mean, happy or right? I mean, I could definitely see where you could just shrug call. I mean. I mean, trust me, I did. I, I did think about it for a while, but I mean, I just couldn't think of anything other than like pocket queens oh, bluffing here. I mean, your reasoning is sound, but I'm yeah. saying I've definitely called a bet that I did not think I was going to win for less than half pot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't have to be right all that often, so yeah. I mean, it just takes him being able to lose his mind once. I mean, but I mean, good fold because yeah, like given those odds, I mean, like I said, I've shrugged called for. With less. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was a pretty hurtful one right at the uh, beginning. Dude, I'm kind of jumping around on you, but it's so brutal whenever, like, so I played on a live stream one time, mm -hmm. um, and I got, like, it was two hands before the stream starts, and I get smacked for, like, five or $800 pot. Or not hot, oh, like a $1,600 pot, but I get, like, rocked right at the beginning and this is like a shot take so now i'm like oh, <laughs> i'm on my second bullet and, the, and we're about to start i'm like what oh. and, uh, it was one where i like rivered the ace high flush but he rivered a boat but um it was still a gigantic pot um but yeah i mean it's just talk about just putting a 
the biggest damper on your live stream experience is getting hit like that early. Oh, so early, yeah. Especially a... mine, because no one even saw. There's Why is this guy so scared? I'm just wiping tears out of my eyes from the hand one. <laughs> I can't even play the hand. I'm just weeping. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler's V-Pip's now going to be 1% because he's just on a second bullet that he didn't even plan on I before think it even was... started. That might have been my first. No, no, wasn't. No, it wasn't my first shot take. It was my first time on stream, though. Yeah, yeah, I was which is to... probably pretty. Like, I mean, usually the stream games are usually bigger in Houston, so it's probably a pretty decent size shot take. I would have seen it was. It definitely was. Yeah, and I was definitely sad to lose that bullet. Because, <laughs> well, that was one of the th- that. Like, I mean, obviously, I made it one of my poker goals to do live streams. Which, tell you what, last year I made that did not do one, blowing it out of the water this year. Uh but that was one of the big reasons to do the live streams, too, is just that they're bigger games. I mean, if we're, you know, trying to get the best. No, absolutely. I was just thinking that was funny. It just brought up the memory of that hand. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's super hurtful. It's, uh... So, we do, uh... What was the next one? So, I have... Pocket Nines. There's a raise... There's a raise uh, in several calls. Uh, I'm in the big blind. I just make the I just make the call. Okay, I was about to say I mean, that's what I would do. Uh, yeah, I don't love three betting these hands, especially in pots where you're most likely gonna get called. It's a uh, I know there's probably like some good arguments against squeezing here. Uh, I mean arguments for squeezing, but in these games where this was kind of a loose splashy game, I don't think I'm gonna take it down that often. And there's not a lot of flops that are going to be great for me if it goes multi-way. It's definitely going to be one where you try to squeeze, ton of people call, and you end up playing pocket nines out of position in a giant pot. Yeah. Uh, so the flop comes six, seven, eight. That's nice. So we flop open-ended. Is there a flush draw or nay? So I have an overpair, and I think there is a flush draw. Okay. Uh. This is one I play very un, unorthodox. I I lead out for a fairly big size. Uh, my here's my theory behind this is this is a good really good flop for me and I've got good equity. It is a flop that is not good. Everybody's gonna check to the preflop raiser. It's not a good board for the preflop raiser. Even with aces and kings, I think they could be checking this behind. I think they probably should be. I think they should be, 100%. I mean, this multi-way, definitely. So, this is one that I could use some protection. Uh, it might be... And then I can actually stand up to a raise with having an overpair and an open-ended straight draw. So, I I donk into the uh, preflop raiser. Uh, fold, fold, and then there's a random call, and then another fold. So it then goes heads up to the turn. The turn is a ten, giving me the the straight, basically in that straight. Say, oh boy, we made it. Yeah. <laughs> say Jack Nine has something to say, but you block that, so we got the nuts. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, it's uh, but so here was my thought here. This, I played this so unorthodox. I end up checking here. In uh, my reasoning here was all my value hands that I was betting on the flop just went to shit. 
and all my bluffs pretty much just got there. So I'm like, once I bet here, I mean, this is so goddamn strong that I think he could, I mean, if this is a good player, he could folding a two pair or a set here. Because, I mean, there's just, I don't know what you would possibly be doing this with. My thought, like, I like the thought right here. I agree with what you're saying. I would, here would be my kind of, like, thought is I would think maybe betting really small, like one-fourth pot. Maybe it's him try to take it as a sign of weakness and he might raise you, maybe. And you also get money in the pot. All this I kind of like. Because two pair, if you bet one-fourth pot, he's definitely calling. Probably so, yeah. He's just probably, my, like, just to even draw for a boat, actually. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. just kind of my thought instead of checking. But you go ahead. I kind of like that. I mean, I definitely would think that's a, a good line of thinking as well. Uh, so I like that as well. And I don't I don't think I mind how I played this on well, I mean, the I like it. I was just either. But, yeah, I like that as an alternative way. Much easier to talk about what I would have done sitting here recording the podcast rather than with the two nines in my hand. So Here's a, here's a question. Is in the spot when I have such a nutted hand, is it a, was it a mistake not to bet? I just, I couldn't, I try to play somewhat balanced, and I could not find any bluffs here or much that wouldn't be the nuts. So that was my thought. Do you think I should be betting here? Um, like I said, I, I would have bet about one-fourth pot, I think. Okay. Um, but here's my thought about whenever you say, um, is it a mistake or not or what I should have. Um, is I like the play as long as you have good reasoning behind it. That's probably a good call. Right. So, yeah. I mean, what your, your breakdown of why the check happened, I agreed with and thought it was good. Mm -hmm. um, so, I don't mind the check just because it was a well thought. I wasn't a random button click, which that I don't like. Um, so, it had good reasoning behind it. So, I like that. Um, I think I would have bet one-fourth pop, but, you know, that's just I, – I don't really mind either one. Okay. So, the river is a complete blank. I think it was like a three. And I bet it was about half pot. Like in all this. Because, again, uh, you're trying to get called by the two pairs, right? Yeah, well, and I'm representing like a pretty – like, I mean, this is kind of a thin value bet, I think. Or, shit, I don't know. Maybe there's a bluff. Maybe I have like a five, like six, seven, eight. Like maybe I have a five that, you know, didn't get there or something. Like five and a pair or something. So, yeah, I was trying to get, get, get called kind of light here after the check on the turn. Mm -hmm. uh, and he does. He calls me pretty light. He calls me with a pair of sevens. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought, I thought that's pretty well played. The whole hand, I like that. So yeah, I was. I thought that was an interesting hand, just because it was. I thought it was an unorthodox play on the flop and a very unorthodox play on the turn. Here's something interesting. I think your turn check did get you paid on the river, though. I agree, one hundred percent. Because I think if you would have bet one fourth pot and he calls that. And then you try to go for something die. I think he folds. I agree. I agree with all that as well. Because this makes it look like you're trying to kind of buy the pot at the end, which is yeah. kind of a decent hero spot for him. I thought it was a horrible hero spot for him, really. Well, no, no. I'm saying if he thinks you're ever buying it. Just, oh yeah, I'm as saying far like, as just like thinking the re like the I'm reason trying to buy it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a. Uh, well, I was because when he called with just a seven there, I was like, I don't know. Like there's. Value, I mean, like like I say, it's just a very tough spot when the bluffs get there. Because, I mean, like, the value already had you beat. And then when the a 9, you know, now the random 9, which is something I could I could do that with a flop. Maybe the, there was a flush draw out there. Maybe it could be a, he was just 
think it was a like busted flush draw, maybe. Maybe, or maybe you just thought you were trying to just buy the pot from on stream. You didn't want to, I mean, didn't want to get bluffed on stream. That could be a thing. You know what? I probably don't take that into account enough. Is that you know how the stream can change plays like that? No, hundred percent. Uh, and like I said, if he had his own reasoning behind it, you know, I, like you said, not a great here spot, but. If he thinks you're bluffing there sometimes and you bet small on the river and he thinks you're trying to buy it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. It's, uh... Uh, so, I'm going to leave on a, like kind of a cliffhanger here because I will say I was down on this stream more than I've ever been down. Yeah, you and know what's super sad? Whenever I have action on that, and I tune in to see you down more than you've ever been down, I was like, wow. Oh, trust me. The story goes, <laughs> the, the, that's not where the story ends. There is something. Uh, so we uh, there were a lot more interesting hands, but we are run, running out of time, and we're kind of up against it. So what I am going to say is this comes out actually today, right? <laughs> this comes out in five hours. Okay, well then, <laughs> if you want, I will be playing on the stream Friday. Uh, not to, I guess what would technically be tomorrow if you're uh, listening to this the day it comes out. Uh, on the uh, playing five five on the champions live stream, swing by and come say hi. Drop a like to kind of support a club that's really doing it right in Houston. I think the easiest way to find the stream is YouTube. That's how I've had the best luck. If you're looking for the stream, go into the YouTube link. Like oh, just okay, type in yeah. champions and champions poker and right, and it'll come up and it'll say live. But I'm just saying because when I was looking for it, I was like, where? You know, that's. Probably the easiest and fastest way to find it. Yeah, it's a uh, so uh, we hope to see you there, and we will. And like I said, I'll be back with the with the story of me being down maybe more than I ever was. Actually, I think ever I've ever been down on a stream game, and what exactly happens. Well, this has to be more than you've ever been down ever, right? I think so. Not just in a stream game. Oh, I mean, uh, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I meant to say more than ever, but. On and then on a stream. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time and we'll see you next week.